well, we're not letting Brand bring back the show in ever again. <laughs> no, hey, it worked. I got my money. It but worked. No. Oh, well, that's good to hear. So, hey, it's you know, maybe I'll do it more often. Of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman. I'm here today with Brandon McCullough. How's everybody doing? As as what? in everybody, what? as in uh, Brandon and the listener. Who's tell here? us how you're doing. What's that? No, tell us how you're doing, listener. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk into the void. We'll get it. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then, oh, no. Why did he uh, eat that? Don't eat that. Okay. Uh, How are you, Bren, though? I know oh, you just okay. said you got your money, though. <laughs> I'm doing good. I got my money. Maybe I should yell at Joe Biden more often. Hey. Where's my car, Biden? Where's my new car? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fingers crossed. See what happens. Fair enough. Yeah, but I got the stimulus check, and I was like, I was hyping it up, being like, hot damn, telling you and a few other people, I'm going to get that VR headset. I'm going to get the Steam Index. Get that good one, because fuck it, free money. And then he called my bluff, and I got the money, and I'm like, hey, what if I didn't, though? What if something yeah. happens, and I save one of that money in case of emergencies, and I never spend it ever? That's smart. Uh, I was going to say, what if you spend it on a Harry Potter trading card game? I'd buy, like, two packs, because yeah. those oh, are God. stupidly expensive, it's and I don't know why you bad. keep doing it. Yeah, no, I don't anymore, but uh, no, I did You're uh, going open... to remortgage your house. You're going to take a second mortgage out just to I pay I don't need cards. to. I have such a big collection already that I feel like I'm pretty happy with it, but no, there are, is a bunch from Chamber of Secrets I'm missing, and I'll never get my hands on, because goddamn, they're just so hard to come by, and everyone sells them for crazy prices. Just print them. Like, yeah. I would just be making counterfeits. So you know what? Like- I did for a few of, like, the most sought-after ones, like the $300 card. I'm like, yo, yeah. I'm going to make four of these just to put in decks just to have fun with it. So, yeah, that's yeah. definitely a thing. Yeah, if you're doing, like, an official tournament, you can only do licensed cards. Sure. But also, like, there's so few of you guys playing it. Like, yeah, just play, play whatever. Like, exactly. get whatever cards you can. Yeah, it's actually funny we're talking about this this early on. I did interview a person uh, in the Revival team, and that was really cool on a future episode of my podcast, Renovate. We'll plug that at the very end. But uh, it, it was just interesting getting her perspective on like the future sets they have planned and all this like cool stuff. So we got some like exclusive information. So I'm really excited for the future of this game. And yeah, it is very much just like a fan-made revival of them making new cards, and uh, it's exciting. It there's been a few times. I mean, there's been plenty of times where it probably has happened, and we just never heard about it. But there's been a few times where the fans have taken something they loved, or a franchise, or series, or just even one game, or something, and just said, "Fuck it, we'll do it ourselves." Like, yes, you want to know what the most recent iteration of that is, and it ties in with video games. Is Bomb Rush Cyberfunk? It's them being like, "We want Jet Set Radio Future, yeah. the f- follow up, and we're just going to do it ourselves." Obviously, they're not going to make it exactly that universe. They're doing something unique with that, but like, it's mm-hmm. very clearly inspired by that franchise. Yeah, very heavily like uh, unofficial like predecessor. Yes, exactly. So I'm I've been super excited about that. I cannot wait for more uh details on when that'll be available. I mean, Binding of Isaac, the f- final 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 wink wink probably not final DLC is coming out for that <laughs> next week and that was a fan-made uh mod to it where they're just like we want more content and the Binding of Isaac team's like we're done. They're like fuck it, we'll do it ourselves. And then the Binding of Isaac team's like all right, we'll make it official and steal some money off <laughs> off of your hard work yeah. I, I, you know they're giving it credit they're full transparency admitting like yeah this is the fan made one making official but uh yeah the fans made that and now it's becoming an official dlc expansion it's supposed to be the biggest one yet you know so, what i'm thinking we should just let fans do our podcast it might be better no i'm just kidding <laughs> it won't exist oh damn it, it. won't happen <laughs> That's very well. And let's uh, let's get Pat Johnson and Judge Greg to start up a new podcast, or it doesn't have to be a new podcast. It's going to be on this feed. It'd just be almost better than Silas, hosted by them. It <laughs> might be better. T- 
It yeah. just take a few weeks off. You're like, all right, you guys do this for a while. <laughs> Entertain yourselves. All right, DM us about this idea. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, They're but, not busy. They're not two guys with kids or anything. Exactly. Not like, like us. Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't remind me. Uh, <laughs> this is a video game podcast for anyone new, and unfortunately, there's not too much going on in the world of video games this week, particularly, but uh, I can give us. a little bit of an update, and you guessed it. It's Fall Guys related. Uh, I, I was talking about season four last week and how it was going to be available it finally is i got my hands on it it's very fun seven new maps uh this futuristic vibe i remember i was concerned being like i'm worried the music's going to give me a headache and i'm not into it uh it's the complete opposite i'm i adore the music it's very energizing and just fun uh the aesthetic is just crazy there's so many details in the backgrounds of these maps that were like never really a thing before so just a lot to look at and uh the new obstacles and stuff are very fun so it did just breathe new life into it but as i watch some of the more like popular fall guys streamers like give their opinions on like rating the maps and stuff there there are some like pretty valid complaints uh the one well actually both new team games uh it's called short circuit and a and um basketball and it's basically obviously basketball is a basketball version of like uh fall ball which is like this the soccer uh mini game but you're just shooting baskets it's at first i was very much like against it being like this is too chaotic it's hard to grab the balls i'm not good at it and i guess that was really my main complaint is like i'm not good at this but then once i finally <laughs> got better at it i'm like okay this map's not terrible but i could see people just like generally having a, com- a complaint with that one particularly especially when it pits you up against like teams like unevenly so to be like there's five on the blue team and like six on the yellow team it's just like ah i i hate when that happens because usually the team with more players does better but you never know as as long as your team is pretty on point you can always come out on top but uh the other one short circuit if i'm not mistaken is what it's called is where your team has a limited number of batteries and you're running around on these tiles and if you have your battery in your hand as you run over a tile it lights up as your team color and the other team's trying to run over your tiles to like uh overwrite your color with their color and at the end of the match it'll count how many tiles are of each color and whoever whichever team has more wins so that one can get pretty pretty intense especially like when you're like seeing it like just like hover over like around the number 200 for each one and you're like it could be anybody's game right now and you're just running for your lives but that's another one where you're trying to like grab the beans and make them drop their batteries so they can't even uh color the tiles it's a really cool new mini game but again a lot of people just are angry with the team games particularly i'm having a lot of fun with them uh i'm there's not too many of the new maps that like really rub me the wrong way, but uh, I did get like a first place on the one that's like a race map. I'm, I'm failing to remember the name of it, but yeah, there. Uh, I was really happy to see that I'm, I'm, I'm at least adapting to these new levels and not like struggling too much. But then again, just earlier today, well, actually no, and that's the thing. Before I go into what I was doing earlier today, uh, I had my most successful Fall Guys stream ever on Saturday. It was fantastic. We were still doing the Thin Ice Trials, and I got seven wins, like, not in a row, obviously, but over the course of, like, a couple hours, and I was very happy to, like, add to my crown count that way. But that's, okay, that's one thing I want to point out with uh, Season 4 is they also have this mode called Squad Mode, which is really cool, uh, giving you the ability to team up with your friends, and if any one of the four of you wins, all four of you win but you don't get a crown you get what's called shards so if you win in squad mode you get 20 shards and you need 60 shards to get a crown so if you win in squad mode three times that equates to a crown 
And it's interesting how it works out with this, the finals because some of the finals are, let's say, like Hexagon, where it's like the last bean standing. And if you win that for your squad, all all of you guys win shards. But it technically, like you, if that was like not a squad mode, you would have won a crown like that way. Yeah. Then there's also like squad mode finals where it's like fall ball, for instance, or basketball. And it's either team, whichever, it's a team game. All four of you guys are working together to win that final. Uh, some people, like this one streamer I just recently started, uh, watching her name's parmigiana she's got like 775 crowns or something uh incredibly talented at this game her opinion on the the new season and squad mode is she essentially says like i will only count a crown that i've earned in squad mode if it's like on hex or thin ice or one of these ones where you're the last bean standing and a lot of other streamers are basically just counting their crowns no matter if it's from shards or whatever they're just taking like and adding to their crown count and that's the thing as you level up through the season sometimes you get crowns and i feel like people don't count that because they're like oh i was gifted that it's kind of feels the same way with like squad mode especially if people if you're getting carried and stuff and i've seen a lot of that but uh, it's funny I bring up Parmigiana because she was doing this thing called like Squad Mode Saturdays where they play where she plays with viewers and I was like you know what I'm free this morning let's see what's going on and she's in Australia so I think it was like 2 a.m. for her or something and like mm. I don't know 10 a.m. for me so I was like let's see let's uh, see if we can play with Jana and see how it goes and yeah I was like on the last squad match with her and two other beans and the first uh we do two rounds because like she wants to give us a chance if we fuck up and yes the first round we really fucked up uh me and this other bean were just completely screwed and I was like no I, all these people are watching this sucks so then we ha- had our second chance and we made it to a final it was actually an incredible one I'll try to clip it maybe uh include a link in the show notes if I remember but um we made it to a final and then we won it was actually a jinx final which is even insane where you you're trying to avoid getting jinxed by the other team and just, oh man, it was actually ridiculous, but it felt good to finally like win on stream with her. So that was really an exciting moment. But yeah, having a lot of fun with season four, I kind of agree with her opinion on like the crowns and how to count them, but everyone can do it however they want. There's really, it doesn't matter. I'm sure people are even counting the crowns that they're giving, given as they're uh, leveling up throughout the season. So who the hell cares? What it really comes down to at the end, end of the day is your crown rank i guess and that is just like determined by the accumulation of all crowns you've received so there's not like a differentiation between the crowns that you get from winning and the crowns you get from shards they're not like purple crowns or something no exactly and i think there almost should be some kind of distinguish distinguishable feature but yeah that's the thing especially when all it is is buying uh cosmetics you're absolutely right maybe there shouldn't be it just feels like people are mad about squad yeah squad mode because it feels like it's easier to get carried it's easier to get this uh particular achievement called infallible which is to win five times in a row to do that on your own incredibly challenging uh maybe with like one of the trial modes like i said thin thin ice trials hexagon trials you could maybe do that more uh feasibly but with squad mode uh a lot of the like the people that are like really pride themselves at fall guides are saying like oh now everyone and their brother is gonna have infallible i'm like that's not necessarily a bad thing if anything that that's even to do it with squad mode seems pretty daunting to pride yourself in your fall guy abilities at all is a weird thing to do <laughs> It's You're a dinky wrong. little game of you yeah. jumping around with beans <laughs> in funny little but costumes. That's the problem. I guess when people get thousands of crowns, it maybe gets to their head. I have no idea. 
Maybe it you should play say, other games. No, that's it's, what I mean. I'm not saying that's the case with uh, Parmigiana or some of the streamers I watch, but the, I don't know. I do. It's I have heard some of those of opinions. Yeah. Because it's like a really simplistic party game. Like, it's you're not going to go to Evo and win a championship prize pool of like a few thousand dollars. Well, you want to know, there was, I, I was in a stream and overheard this guy named Triumph won a Twitch Rivals competition in Fall Guys, and he won $50,000. Yeah, those are all partnered streamers and stuff, and they Unbelievable. win regardless. Yeah. So, but that's always whatever the hottest game is at that time. So it's not like it's going to be a Fall Guys championship forever. Yeah. Yeah. But also, yeah, it's uh, playing the odds. Are you really good at Fall Guys for some reason? Yeah, you can play by yourself on crowns. Are you not so great, but you play a ton? Do the squads and t- still get some reward. It's betting against it's betting against the odds of if you think you're good enough to be the singular person to win or it's like i can get to the top 10 multiple times and that'll add up to a crown faster than if i did it by myself so like yeah it's all cosmetics it's all for silly little costumes it does not matter No, it doesn't. You're absolutely right. But it was really fun playing with Parma, Jana, and uh, we we did have to carry the one bean. I'm not going to shout out their name, but uh, it was fine. <laughs> I was worried it was me. Uh, definitely in the first round, I was definitely upset with my performance. But then we got a crown. Felt good. Not even a crown. It was shards. Whatever. Anyway, uh, season four is um, amazing, and I definitely recommend people, even if you're still like, I never, I slept on Fall Guys this whole time, you'll probably have a lot of fun. <laughs> I I will be... Very impressed by anyone who's like, I slept on Fall Guys till now. Let me get in now for some reason. Like you never know. You know, I mean, it's possible. I would just be very surprised. Yeah. But how about you, Brent? I feel like that's really all I've been doing is streaming, watching other streams, playing Fall Guys. I know we still have this bet where I'll owe you money if I, I don't would. play something else other in like a month's time, and that's like what I'm now? very much considering doing tonight is playing some Bloodborne. But obviously, it's, you said it has to be consistent. I'm gonna try to do that. It won't just be like a, oh, well, I stream for four hours Bloodborne and I, I'm free of your curse <laughs> of the bet. Yeah, I, it's very easy to do. <laughs> I would love you for you to go back in all the episodes and just see when you started playing Fall Guys. I don't want to do when, this. And when you will stop, if you will ever stop. And just cumulate how many episodes, because then it's going to be a week for every episode, so it'll be how long you're Fuck. just obsessively playing Fall Guys don't and nothing Don't do this else. to me. I can't do that to myself. You can, and you should. I if, won't. If for no other reason, for my sick, twisted enjoyment. God damn it. <laughs> um, as for me, it... Not doing better. I'm not doing much better. So I can I can talk a lot of shit about you playing Wall Guys all the time, but I'm not doing much more. Um I haven't gone back to Loop Hero. I like I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it very much. It was a very cool neat game. I don't have like Skull, I don't really have that drive to go back and like, I gotta finish it. Yeah. Like, I'm on chapter three out of six, I think. And it's just like there's not much progression. There's there's the progression's not visual enough or tangible enough for me to be like taste a feeling like, yeah i'm really doing better it's like fuck i know it's a you know throw it at the wall see what sticks like every time yeah so um i did enjoy it i probably i will go back to it eventually i'm gonna force myself to but like yeah there's no thing like i, I gotta finish it there's no hunger there for me um binding of isaac still playing waiting for the dlc to come out next week as of this recording oh we're getting um, there we're getting there it's close um it like i said it's just me Kind of zoning out for like 30 minutes on a run or whatever and just trying out whatever combinations I could still get and trying new stuff. 
Um, still finding new stuff that, that's like entertaining. Uh, the last run I did, I did a combination of um, the knife, which is instead of shooting tears and doing projectile base, you just have a single knife you shoot out in front of you and then it comes back to you. And it it's more consistent than tears and it does pretty good damage regardless of what your damage level is with tears. Yeah. So overall, it's a pretty decent upgrade to get. I got that upgrade as well as the gravitational tears. So that is, um, you increase your range and you get like a comet, like smash into your head. Uh, and it makes all of your tears orbit around you like a planet. Damn. And that's usually a pretty bad one because you really can't control your tears. Instead of just going out in front of you, they orbit around you and you have to like predict where the tear will be when the enemy is there. Right. It's a real pain in the ass and generally a bad upgrade. I got that with the knife, which takes away the tears and just gives you a knife. So when I shot, when I attacked, I had the knife in front of me. I charged it up and released it like you normally would with a knife. Yeah. And when you release it, instead of just going out in front of me, it just corkscrews around me like a full circle and a half. Hell yeah. And it comes back. It was impossible to play with. Oh, man, but that sounds super cool. (laughs) It was really weird to watch, uh, but the hitbox on the knife wasn't that great. So when it was spinning around, it wasn't like, ah, if any part of the knife touches someone, it hurts them. It's like, no, it has to be like a good chunk of the center. And when the knife is just going forward and back, that's easy enough to hit with. Yeah. But when it's spiraling around me for like a circle and a half and then comes back at a very fast speed, that's really hard to work with. So I was just kind of like, well, this is, like, now that I'm playing it, I'm not trying to get the best builds. Like, ooh, this combos with this well. Let me get that one. Ooh, I don't like that one. Let me change into this. I'm like, what's just weird and dumb? Yeah, definitely. What's just a weird combo? Yeah. So that was one I definitely saw when I was like, this is odd. This is a weird build. And I would love to see someone actually beat the game with that. But, like, I was just like, I'm dead on this floor. Like, I can't beat the boss on this floor, even though I've done it, like, a thousand times already. Just because I'm like, this combo is so broken. Um. Another one I got is, um, I forget exactly what the item is, but essentially turns your eyes, your tears into like bloody bombs where they'll lob up and then come back down. So they have like an arc to them. Like you throw something. Yeah. Um, and then they'll explode. And then I got that in combination with, uh, X laser, which turns your tears into a giant laser circle that shoots out of you if you charge it up enough. So when I shot my tears, it would just be a regular tear that shoots out arcs like a bomb, like arcs up and down like it would before. But then when it explodes, it explodes into a bunch of laser circles that shoot out everywhere. What? That was very good. That yeah. was too good because it the circles would vary in sizes. I wouldn't have to charge them up. It would just be different every time I shot. And if the room was small enough, one shot could fill up the whole room with laser tears and just kill everything. So I was like, wow, I'm still finding new combinations. And it's still real neat to see like, wow, this works extremely well. And then on my next run, I'm like, this works doesn't work at all. Yeah. So that's, like I said before, that's most of my enjoyment for Binding of Isaac. It's just seeing how the abilities combo into stuff and become something new entirely. So still enjoying that. I'm waiting for the update, which will be, like I said, it's the biggest one yet. It'll have a bunch of new upgrades and some new enemies and new floors and stuff. So I'm sure I'll get used to those real quick and just see more combinations. But it's still fun. Still nice. having fun with it. Yeah. So yeah. surprising. But like I said, I can't, I can't judge you for Fall Guys when I got... I'm, I get it. I'm probably at 800 hours in Binding of Isaac now, overall. And there'll just be more to come. I'm nowhere close to that in Fall Guys yet, but at the rate I'm playing, it will be there eventually. Matter of time. Hey, let yep. me see. Let me see exactly how much I got in Binding of Isaac, because I've, I've been playing more than I care to admit. 
565 hours in Rebirth. And then I think I have like 200 some in the other Binding of Isaac game. So yeah, it's it's a hefty amount. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I've been playing is, uh, wait, let me see, 120 hours. So 685 hours in Binding of Isaac overall. Nice. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, there was a Risk of Rain 2 update. I, I From what I've seen, there's like new levels. There's like one new character. Yes, I did hear about this. There seems to be a big boss, like a big new boss, which I... (laughs) Risk of Rain 2 is great. I've I've got like all the characters. I got like almost all the color alternatives for all of them. Uh, The combat's brutal. Like it scales brokenly both in your favor and against you. So like you can just get one item that's like your attack speed so that you attack once every second. And then you would do attack speed. It's like you attack 1.5 times every second. You get another one. You attack 1.5 times every second. And it'll just, if you keep compound. getting those items, yeah, it'll just compound indefinitely as long as you keep getting Hell those yeah. items. Hell yeah. So there are machine. you get the items randomly. Sometimes you can go to a shop or sometimes you can choose like one of three items. But for the most part, it's pretty random based. It's a roguelike. And um, there are uh, 3D printer machines in the game where it'll print one item as long as you give an item to it. So you'll trade it. And some people will do that and find the items that do whatever they want, either the bleed damage, the attack speed, the attack you do at like a long range, anything that'll stack essentially. And they will dump every item they have into that one item and just make an insane build. But it's just that one item. So it, it can be incredibly broken like that, where it's like uh, in if you do attack speed, it's like within one second I can attack... Uh, do the math uh, like 150 times yeah. within a second like something absurd but then that also carries for the enemy like they can also be broken at certain levels and you know depending on what they get um the new or not new new at the full release was like the king on the moon you had to fight um and then he he had four phases that were all very challenging but then his last phases he stole all of your items and then he had all of those bonuses what and then as you damage him, you would gain your items back slowly. So the, that last phase starts off at the hardest it'll be, and then it slowly gets easier. But you yeah. have to survive with no items for, like, a few seconds. Yeah, and, and four is. phases before that. <laughs> and four phases before that. So, yeah, it's it's a hard fight. Um, and then those items that you customized and built and to make to break the game can come back and bite you in the ass. Um, wow, so, that's wild. Yeah, so seeing a new enemy, like a new big boss, I'm like, I don't, ooh, I don't know if I'm ready to get back into that. It's so rough. Um, Call up Chiz for some help. Yeah, I might, I might get back into Risk of Rain too. But there's only like one new character that you can play as, and then like a few levels and stuff. There's nothing I saw that really blew me away. Of like, ooh, I gotta get back into that. It's like, yeah, that one new character is kind of neat looking, but that, that might not be enough to get me back into that game fully. Right. Uh, but similarly to Risk of Rain, I've been playing the Warhammer Vermintide 2, which is, you got five characters, you level them up at their own pace. Uh, when you get to level seven, you unlock a new class for them, which is their own skill tree, which is essentially their own character. You then have to level that character up to, like, level 12 to get the next character. Um, so I've mostly been doing that, because you can play, quick play with random people. Certainly not as many as it there were in this game's prime, considering the game's probably five plus years old i don't know so not as big of a lobby online anymore but there's still plenty of people playing quick play so you can just jump in and uh it's a co-op game of four players so if you jump in and there's already three players on that team 
and they're one of the characters that you're already picked, you got to pick a new character. Okay. So it's good to kind of be leveled with every character. Like you can definitely yeah. have your favorite. You can definitely specialize in like one character. Like, oh, this is my best. But you, if you're jumping in to a quick play and everyone's level like 35 and you're on like the harder difficulties, you don't want to be forced to play with a character you've never played before. Oh, yeah. So I've been kind of doing that and just kind of leveling up all the characters, at least to level seven. So I have at least the second class and figuring out which ones I like better. That's a good um, call. Because I got the third class with one character, the Battle Wizard, who's essentially just all... It's just a Pyromancer, just a lot of fire. Uh, I don't like the third class at all with her. Um, so with her particular build is you have a ranged weapon and a fighting and a melee weapon. Uh, I've talked about it before. It's essentially left for dead, but in a fantasy setting, yeah. a Warhammer setting. Um, so with her is you have like a melee weapon, and then her f- weapon is like a staff. And the benefit for her is it has infinite ammo. You don't have to refill her ammo. The downside is it has uh, overcharge, and uh, if she uses her fire magic too much, mostly with the range, but with her special as well, uh, the overcharge will build up, and if it gets too high, she'll explode, doing a ton of damage around her, but it'll also kill her. Which oh, damn. Your teammates will have to revive you and bring you back up. Yeah. Um, So it's not like instant death, but like it will knock you down. And with the third class, you're like the living bomb is the title. Or I think it's the Unchained, but your ability is like the Living Bomb. So you're, it'll pretty much be uh, all of your attacks will charge the overcharge meter. And you you will explode much more likely. And yeah. it's, oh, it's anytime you take damage. That's what it is. It's anytime you take damage, it'll charge your overcharge meter. So if you keep getting hit, you're going to explode a lot. And I'm just like, I... I don't know how this is good because at the higher levels you have less and less less and less health packs. So if a player on a higher level doesn't have a health pack to spare, they're not reviving you. Yeah. So I'm just like I don't know why this. I don't know why anyone would play this. So uh, I very much enjoy her second class, but her third one where it's just like she just explodes constantly. It's like I no, I don't want that. Yeah, <laughs> Anything that's else. goofy. So uh, I don't know if that's just like I don't know if there's a benefit or strategy I'm not seeing with that. Or a tactic, or if it's just meant to be like this is the challenge character. This one's supposed to be the hardest. So I don't know what I'm if I'm missing it or not. But uh, yeah, it's got the game's got like f- I think five acts, and then in each act, it's like at least the first act has let me see four for each area, and then the last one. So like was that thirteen levels in the first act? Damn. And you can choose, like, oh, I didn't do this one yet, I want to do this one. I did this one in a quick play with some randos. Or, like, I want to specifically do this one, let me do a private game just by myself and the AI. So, you can progress through the story pretty well. Like I said, I'm sure there is a story. I'm not paying attention to it at all. Sure. Because why would I? It's Warhammer. Um, so, yeah, there's, like, five acts. So, like, there's plenty of game left for me still. And I'm playing, I probably got 20 hours in it or so. Nice. But, yeah, it's a real good, just mindless, like, have I started watching the glass blowing reality show, like competition show on Netflix. <laughs> so I had that on my second monitor while I'm playing and just, you know, not paying attention to fight anything in the game, <laughs> just running through slaughtering rat men. Yep. And then on the other monitor, it's people blowing glass, like trying to make like a glass foot or something. So still enjoying it. It's still fun. And uh, I got another buddy, like two buddies playing it. So we'll probably get a team going for a bit and see how that goes. But 
Nice. Why is molten glass so mesmerizing? What the fuck about it? It's just like it's liquid like lava. Yeah, like, but like it hardens and like it because it's 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 so stiff. You think of glass and you think of this thing that's really stiff and fragile, and then you just get it hot enough and it turns into just goo and plasma. Yeah, and then it's like there's always tension around glass blowers because if you fuck anything up, you're either breaking it or you're burning yourself. And it's like you always got to be on your toes. You can't just be slacking off. And yeah, I'm. I'm not surprised there's a reality competition. I'm, su- I'm kind of surprised it took this long, if anything. But I've come to accept I just hate reality shows because America has made it into the standard f- standardized format that every reality competition show follows. Yes. And it's usually pretty shit. Like, there's one guy who was in it for a long time. And I'm really sick of hearing about his fucking kid. I don't care about his kid. <laughs> and apparently that's all his personality. I get that. You're a dad. Your life revolves around your children now. That makes sense. I'm sick of hearing about this guy's fucking two and a half year old. I do yeah. not care. Goddamn. Meanwhile, there's like a woman who's like, I'm like a crazy abstract conceptual artist with class. I do all this wild shit. It's like, she's kind of annoying, but she's at least got a personality. She's at least yeah. talking about different things. So like, I'll fight. I'll deal with her. <laughs> but hell yeah. She's the one making bongs for sure. Oh, absolutely. But like bongs out of weird shit that should not be bongs. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. But. Yeah, I, I enjoyed watching it because of the glass blowing. I hated watching it because it was like a reality competition show. I was like, I just just do glass blowing. Just put a camera in a glass blowing workshop and record that for like every week. I'll fucking yeah. watch that. Hell yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I'm trying to think if anything else has been going on as far as the games I've been playing. I did do a Harry Potter trading card game stream with my wife earlier this week, and it was one of our more successful uh, streams of that type. Typically, when we uh, stream that, we don't get too many viewers, but we had like nine people hanging out. It was pretty cool. Are you uh, telling but, me a card game that they stopped printing cards dude, for 18 years ago? It was kind of niche. The people that came in, uh, specifically this one uh, guy named Wald Dang It, he was asking, he was like, Oh, so this is like mill decks and magic. And I was like, actually, I've only heard that from my co-host Emilio. But yes, it's basically the whole point of this game is how is about decking out your opponent. And when it, he heard that, he's like, I need this game in my life. So there, it, it <laughs> immediately like got somebody interested. Addiction. So that's what I mean. I'm really excited about it. But yeah, no, on that stream, the reason it was, I think people stuck around as long as they did. It was the longest match Lauren and I have ever played. And I swear is because both decks that were up against each other were like very well suited for one another. And we were mm-hmm. healing left and right. And typically a match i want to say wraps up in a half hour like that's like a longer match in all reality uh but this one literally went for an hour and 10 minutes and we were like on the edge of our seat being like who is gonna win this it was actually insane do you run out of cards or like do you just do the graveyard and then reshuffle the graveyard no there's no reshuffling so yeah once you're out of cards it's over and that was what was crazy is i used like a madam pomfrey ability which allows me to heal 12 and then i had elixirs of life which can allow me to heal 16 but she ended up discarding one of my elixir of life uh it was actually a really wild stream so that was uh, a nail biter and it she ended up winning that round we and then we opened some booster packs because yeah emilio uh the co-host of my podcast he was doing like a little giveaway on on the revival Facebook group and uh, for runners up on the giveaway, he was like, Oh, you'll get a, a booster pack for everyone that entered. And Lauren and I both entered. And just the other day, those booster packs arrived. So we opened those up on that stream and it was cool. I, on the first one, I pulled a Seamus Finnegan, which not a crazy card by any means, but a, a, a good character card to have. And in fact, I think that's my fourth copy of that card. And you can have up to four copies of any card in a deck for the most part. So that's cool to like, I have the four, 
full four of him. And then the second pool I did later in the stream was uh, a no time to play, which is an anti Quidditch card. It's very much just like a control card, one of which was hollow and the other one was not. So it was, uh, Emilio, when I showed him the clip afterwards, he was like, it's actually really rare when you pull the same card, one hollow, one not being hollow. So it was really cool to add those to my collection too. So yeah, it was a really fun stream. Definitely recommend checking that out if you, if that interests you whatsoever. <laughs> I think I can speak on behalf of the four out of five listeners that listen to this podcast. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's just, that's the thing. It's, uh, I'm too, uh, deep in the Harry Potter trading really? card game, as we all know. Yeah. Um, but is there anything going on in the news before we maybe wrap this one up? Again, this is probably going to be a shorter episode. Yeah. Uh, only thing really, I mean, the Suez Canal is blocked for what day four yeah, now, which so many isn't games. gaming related, but it's just fucking weird. Yeah, I just I see people saying it's costing the world billions of dollars, like by oh, the yeah. day. I'm like, wow, that's really how did this happen? Because it's the only canal like through like the Middle East and like Africa, like that little like area around like Egypt and stuff. That's apparently the only way through, and it's like it's blocked completely. No other ships getting through. So it, like the only alternative route is sailing around the entirety of africa so it's like good god yeah that's yeah. <laughs> undertaking that's insane it's uh, crazy it, yeah I, it's i don't know how it happened no that that's what i was just thinking i'm like blocking. didn't anyone see this guy doing this and be like hey wait a minute it's just there's it spawns so many memes right now like i saw oh, the yeah. one of like uh austin powers in his like car like that's exactly what it is it's so yeah. funny it's like you can't fix this I got a friend who's very big into fan fiction and like writing it. There's a lot of fan fictions happening about this ship. Jesus I don't know, Christ. I don't know if How? it's about the people on the ship or if it's about the ship itself, itself. and it's somehow like personified. I don't know, but there's a lot of them. And there was one that was real raunchy from the title. So Good God. <laughs> it was like thick old ship gets stuck in a narrow. It's, I don't know. It was really like, it was like triple X rated. Uh, well, what's even weirder is I. I think God, it was like a I malfunction. Don't... I don't think it was a guy, like, one guy fucked. I mean, I think the guy fucked up, but I think also the ship fucked. I don't know. I really don't care about the story. It's just very weird. It is very strange. And what's, it's the, called the Evergreen. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I, I thought I could have sworn I was seeing, like, articles writing, like, that name wrong. Anyway, we can move on. It's a boat that's stuck. That's the that's the most entertaining thing we're going to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a truck in China, like, a, a highway, called, like, that has, it was an Evergreen truck. That was also blocking the highway. So it's just like, what the fuck's happening? Yeah, that's ridiculous. There's a lot of Metal Gear Solid memes going around. People talking about like, metal. this is a Metal Gear operation. It's like, I, with the truck, I don't know anymore. It might be fucking Evergreen's a shell company for, you know, political assassination or something. Or, oh, Jesus. You know, uh, what, global terrorists? Or, I don't know. Yeah. It might be. It'll be real interesting in 20 years when people find out what the fuck happens. Jesus. Uh, I do have one. This is my one and only news topic for today. Uh, there's a report that PS3 and PS Vita stores will close for good this summer. This summer meaning July 2nd. And yes, they won't be accessible from devices or anywhere, says Polygon. So... Yeah, I remember oh. a few months ago, I was like bitching. I'm like, I can't even watch Twitch now, on my PS3. Why are they shutting me yeah, down? yeah, exactly. No, now it's like, uh, anything online you ever want to access via this old console, uh, it's just done. You better buy it online now or, uh, just have physical discs for everything because it's going away. Interesting move. I sort of get it. They're just phasing out the old stuff, but like, it's yeah. just weird to me. Like, this is the first instance where like an online console is just like getting its store removed it's just they don't want to keep up with it but i'm sure there's other instances like gamecube 
because the oh, game that's technically true. Had yeah. No, you're support, super right. Yeah, but, like, I, I, no one used it. It just sucks. I I I could see myself. Does like, it? I don't know. Well, think about that, it. Like what? ten years from now. What right. if some people like uh, there's like some weird resurgence where it's like specifically the PS3 we got to play this game and people are all like hype about it and then you oh, like l- I don't it's know it's interesting it's there's a little thing with that Doug it's called tough shit yeah that's the problem the world has moved on if you're coming to something 20 years late because 10 years from now the PS3 would be what well, PS3 at least high yeah. school I was in high school oh Christ I was in high school over 11 years ago um, so yeah if you're coming to the PS3 in 10 years that's gonna be like 30 years late. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with me and Vermintide. You missed the boat. I don't expect there to be a lot of people playing Vermintide too. This game is old in game standards. Like, I don't blame, a, not a, like, a thousand people not playing this game. I'm fine with guess that. you had plenty of time to buy any of the online games you would have bought for it anyway. So, yeah, it is just like, uh, the end of an era, goodbye PlayStation Store for some old devices. It's just, I guess that's natural. It's kids being born being like, oh, man, I was born in the wrong time period. I would have thrived in the cassette and A-track days. It's like, all right, cool. <laughs> that was decades ago. Like When I read this article, I was very confused because I, I still thought store meant a physical store. No. So I'm just like, yeah. what is a PSV to store, like in a storefront? Like, what lunatic thought no, that was like a good idea? it's like an app idea. store for yeah. like, yeah, exactly. You could buy digitally. I forgot that that. I forgot that we've just transitioned to do all digital content because I've heard I heard like a young kid say like, oh, you bought like physical stuff. I was like, what do you mean physical? And I faded to dust as time crept upon me. Yeah. Like Grim Reaper. Um, but it, yeah, it's I'm just it's glad wild. we even have a digital option for PS5 and that I even got my hands on one of those. Everyone now it seems like people are much more easily getting their hands on things. But even just the other day, oh, yeah. I think I saw right, someone totally. uh, post in a Facebook group somewhere. They're like, I still can't get my hands on a PS5. I'm like, man, that must really be a bummer. Oh, yeah. A friend of mine like just got one. He's like, I finally got one. There's uh, a manga I read, Land of the Lustrous, and in the manga, this is, you know, it's on hiatus now, but months ago when an issue came out last, the author wrote, like, a little, like, author note, like, I got a PS5, yeah! <laughs> just like, it's like, why is this in the comic? Why? <laughs> but she was celebrating because she was so happy to finally get one. Um, yeah, this is the trade-off of digital. It's very, it digi- benefit digital is, I don't have to physically go to a store to buy something. The downside is, if they cut me off, I have no control over it. Yes. That's what we talked about with Had the Google be Stadia there. being a cloud-based console, being like, if they just decide, hey, we're done with this, all of my shit's gone. Yeah. Or if I have bad internet and, like, you know, Spectrum Internet decides to cut my uh, bill or something or service, be like, all of my games are gone. I don't know, Basta would love to theorize about, like, it's we're advancing, technology's moving on, we're doing great. It's like... With new technologies, more complications of shit, and it uh, very much uh, doesn't allow for, yeah, retroism of going back to something. You right. find a Sega Genesis, you can use the Sega Genesis. Exactly. You find a PS3, tough luck. You yeah, better yeah. have those discs. You need the discs. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of strange, but it is what it is. So, it's it's the benefit we get. I mean, streaming services. How many streaming services are like, hey, come and watch you know, Into the Spider-Verse on Netflix, and it cut to now. It's like, that shit's gone. Did you want to watch it? You better have bought it, did you? Yeah. Or physically downloaded it or have the physical copy. Right. So it's that's why well, like I have certain games or shows I have physical copies of because I oh, don't me too. expect them to be around or I expect some legal bullshit like Gravity Falls. There's a lot of weird litigious shit with Disney. I wanted to watch it, so I bought the DVDs. So always, always have something secure because don't expect 
a company to or service to exist or to specifically cater to that need forever. It will disappear in some time. Yeah. The PS4 store is going to be going down soon. Uh, I'd say probably within five years. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So it's, well, no, Vita just went down. PS3 just, or PS3 is going down. So I'd say man, maybe 10 years for PS4 store. But like, yeah, it's, it's the trade-off with digital. So, I wouldn't even ready. be surprised if it was five because they're going to be like, everyone get a fucking PS5 by now. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's a way to force people onto PS5. It is. Yeah, I think so. But this is what happened with you know, your Harry Potter card game. This forces fans to work within their own community and stop relying on the actual service or game pr- product product provider. Definitely. Where now it's like, I can go on eBay and sell my PS Vita and like whatever games with it. Or I can go to the specific niche subreddit that's like, PS Vita enthusiast for whatever reason and probably get more money or they'll actually care about it instead of just being scammers like with the cards like just taking what's expensive and then hawking it for a bigger price yeah so it's a weird trade-off it's it's a weird time we live in and that's the least weird thing going on with the time we live in right now <laughs> there's a lot weirder shit yeah um only news I had is uh Monster Hunter Rise came out uh, as of the recording like yesterday Oh, yeah. And people are losing their goddamn mind over it. Um, I still haven't beaten Iceborne and Monster Hunter World. Uh, Monster, Monster Hunter games are great. They're incredibly well done. They have the quality of life improvements that they're carrying over between generations and between games. So a lot of the big improvements in Monster Hunter World for the quality of life are in Monster Hunter Rise. And they've actually added more stuff that you know wasn't great in World. So it's great seeing them improve like just with each game. Yeah. Um I it it's Monster Hunter. That's it's how the same I just game. felt. I was gonna say I, I don't understand why people are losing their mind when we know what to expect with this. I'm sure they made it prettier and more like you said, the quality of life improvements. I'm yeah. not playing Monster Hunter to begin with, so obviously I no, that yeah, this isn't gonna you. Yeah, it's not gonna pull me in, but I don't know. If people are having fun, let them have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, absolutely. The benefit of the quality of life improvements is when people like do want to get involved with a game like this and they see, like, oh, there's 17 Monster Hunter games on various consoles, like the DS and stuff. Like, where do I get involved? It's like, there's no story. Just jump in with whatever the latest one is. It's like, oh, yeah. well, that, that'd be easy to control. It's like, yes, the, like, the newest one is going to be the easiest to learn from because it only gets harder the further back you go. So, like, if you have someone who's starting on Monster Hunter World or Monster Hunter Rise, and then they go back to play, like, Monster Hunter 2, it's basically a different game because it's so hard to control and there's so many little nuances. You have to, like, manage your inventory so much more. It's it's a pain in the ass. So, uh, yeah. Why are people excited? The same reason they get excited over the new uh, FIFA games or the new uh, Madden. Madden games or the new racing games or whatever, where it's like, you know what the main content's going to be. It's going to be the same gate core game, but there's going to be a lot of nuances that fans of it are going to definitely notice, and people who aren't as obsessive with it are still going to appreciate, but maybe not be aware of it. Yeah. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, Monster Hunter Rise, it's on the Switch. It's going to be on the PC later, but like Monster Hunter World is going to take a lot of port over to PC. Um, so if you want it now, let's get it on the Switch. I definitely recommend it. It looks great. Uh, people are like, oh, there's this and this, and they always update Monster Hunter. Like, it's never 100% done in release. They're going to be adding monsters. You're going to be adding weapons and gear and maybe, you know, tweak different mechanics as the game progresses. So, uh, it seems great at launch. But, yeah, there's some stuff they can improve. Um, 
definitely based in like a more feudal Japan setting. They're like not shying away from that of like, oh, it's it's very similar to this, but it's in the monster world. It's like, no, this is just feudal Japan. Like, you know, there's no uh, smokescreen about. There's no uh, hiding it. Right. Um, even some of the monsters are based off like Japanese like oni or uh, yokai, like Japanese demons and stuff. Oh, and damn! Really making it really thematic to the setting as well. That's cool. Yeah, so there's a lot of new, there's a lot of new monsters that bring back a lot of the fan favorite monsters from older games, um, even from not even just from like the last generation of games, like from like two generations ago. So they're bringing back some real classic monsters, uh, bringing back some monsters people don't really care for. It's not their favorite, but they got to fill out that roster, and they made the models from Monster Hunter World, so why not reuse them? <laughs> so it's funny seeing like, uh, God, what I can't even think of any of their names because they're just gibberish. Uh, Toby Kach. Kachki or something. It's like this, like flying squirrel slash snake slash electric weasel thing. What the hell? I don't think that's anyone's favorite monster, but he's no. in there, and it's a fun fight. Nice. So it's cool seeing them bring back so much stuff, and even with the monsters, you know, you can make weapons and gear and armor out of the monsters. They're different; like they're not always going to be the same from what they were in previous games too. So they they're changing it up a good amount. So it's interesting. I hope they have some cosmetic skins for, like, the characters from the movie. No, I'm just kidding. We don't talk about that here, though. We don't talk about that movie here. It's Fair out, enough. apparently, like, in yeah. Europe and England. It's out. You can watch it, but, like, it's not even out in America. So it's like, God, I have so many problems with that movie. That, that sucks. There's, there's no story in Monster Hunter. It's you go out, you kill Monster, you come back and make armor out of its skin. That's the story. So, like, I don't know what they're planning with the movie. But I pray I never see it. Um... But like we said, people are really into Monster Hunter. How are how much are they into Monster Hunter? Um, in Japan, I mean, especially in Japan, they're fucking super into it. I've seen anime where the character is playing Monster Hunter. Not like a, you know, copyright-free knockoff. Like, it's right. literally just Monster Hunter. Holy like, crap. The animation team, like, or studio paid the rights to get Monster Hunter footage and just use it in the, because they're that into it. That's hilarious. Um, but so much so that there's a Japanese VR game company, uh, I don't have the exact name, uh, who actually gave all of their employees the day off on Friday to play Monster Hunter. Hell yeah. Because Dude, so the, amazing. <laughs> the CEO saw that so many people were taking that day off anyway and were saying, like, I'm playing, like, I'm not going to be, I'm not sick. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm just going to be playing Monster Hunter all day. And they said, like, hey, enough people are doing it. That means everyone else who isn't doing it is going to be thinking about it and distracted by it. It's like, fuck it. Company holiday. Everyone gets off this day. Go play Monster Hunter. That it's is like, amazing. And like, what that a way wild. Experience. They don't need to use their PTO or anything. Yeah, That's there fantastic. you go. You still get, t- yeah. you still get your hours. So it's, I'm, I'm thinking there's a, there was a lot of higher ups who are also thinking of like, I'm going to take the day off and play Monster Hunter. So they're like, well, if everyone's doing it. That's fantastic. I love that. Very odd to see that. I mean, it was odd and also like hilarious and reassuring that like there are people. It is a VR yeah. game company though, so like the, if anyone would be playing games, it, it'd be a game company employee. There is some good in this world. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but no, all I gotta say is I wish that could have worked out for me when uh, Kingdom Hearts three dropped because that's why <laughs> I called in sick that day. Didn't get a free PTO game day, <laughs> uh, but no, that's really cool for them, and I think that's like a really cool gesture and something I hope other businesses and uh, particularly people in the gaming industry, I think you can get away with that. Yeah, because it's a game studio, it yeah. makes much much more sense than if it was like 
a tax. A bank. <laughs> Some, yeah, something weird. Like a bakery. It's like, oh, you want to play Monster Hunter? We're all... Uh, one weird thing is, though, I saw another article similarly uh, for a Japanese company that was providing bereavement time in case your favorite idol retires or gets married. That was weird. Idol? Yeah, like a like a J-pop idol or a K-pop idol. What the hell? You get, like, bereavement time to, like, cope with your loss. That is get, unbelievable. If they retire or get married, which basically means in the K-pop, or, you know, in the idol community, you're basically dead. Yeah, because so, nobody, you're, oh, you're undesirable now that yeah. you're in a relationship. But, though, it's that's insane because, yeah, I feel like I deserve some bereavement time for when Jessica got kicked out of uh, Girls' Generation. It was Don't just know unbelievable. No, it's okay. She, poor Jessica. She was my favorite. <laughs> what the fuck? See? see? See, you're the one they would be catering to. Ah, I see insane. that article. I go, that's unhealthy for a number of reasons. You yeah. should not be encouraging this behavior of people obsessing over idols. No, you're not wrong. <laughs> this was this was a concerning article for me. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's wild to see some companies doing that. Definitely. All right, before I go down a K-pop tangent, let's end this episode. <laughs> uh, Bren, let's do some plugs. Where can our listeners find you on the internet and your other podcast? Find me on Twitter at ABTS Brendan. I really don't use it that much. I don't recommend it. Twitter's kind of just a shithole anyway, so don't go there. Yeah. Um, but my other podcast is Are We There Yet? Where we watch three episodes or a movie of an anime, give our opinions and a recap, uh, see if it'd be a good jumping in point for anyone who's curious about anime, or if you're just looking for recommendations like this one sounds neat, or this is one of my favorites. Um, we watched Skate the, Infin- uh, Skate the Infinity recently, and surprisingly, all of the hosts have kept up with that one. I think, that's the, I think that's the only show we've ever done where all of us continue to watch it after that episode. Which and with is, a name like that, it implies skateboarding. I think you told me about this last week. That being said, are you guys going to give Air Gear a chance? I mean, probably. But Let's I go. I can't wait. <laughs> Listen, there's Actually, a lot of bad no, anime no, we to get through. Uh, yeah, in fact, speaking of which, now I'm having memories of that show. The first episode is pretty weird with a nudity scene, but I think it's completely creep-free after that. That's not a glowing endorsement. I know, but no, it's it's like I, I was in like a super jet set radio mode when I was watching that anime and yeah, the intro music's incredible, but yeah, uh it's just about kids on uh like skates and uh it's like a little like I don't know, a gang thing. It's interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Anyway, uh check out Bren's other podcast. And listener, if you like our show, we're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, especially twitch.tv slash ABT Silence, where I'm streaming Fall Guys and Harry Potter trading card game. Gonna try <laughs> to get something else. else in. Yeah, I'm gonna maybe play Absolutely some Bloodborne. We'll see. Uh, not 100% sure. But, you got money uh, riding on this. I have another podcast called Renervate, R-E-N-N-E-R-V-A-T-E, and it's a Harry Potter trading card game podcast. Uh, we have some really cool uh, interviews lined up and uh, some neat things there, like giveaways and things. So definitely go check that out if that even remotely interests you. And my record label is Miss.Records.com if you want to see what cassettes and vinyl are available for sale over there. And the band that does our intro and outro music is a band called Kinda Alright. Head over to KindaAllright.Bandcamp.com for more music from them. But that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. See you guys. See you.